0: Lunch with Pippa Hudson. On Cape Talk. Join the conversation. Let's head on over to the couch. And uh, if you've popped into a ShopRite store recently, you might have noticed a new private label range on their shelves called Homegrown. Very distinctive yellow packaging with a sort of a, an African edge to it, if I can put it that way. And it's everything from biscuits by kailitcher cookies to some really tasty chakalaka corn chips. There are spicy achars in the range. There's chutney, there's peri-peri sauce and a few other products. It's still fairly small in size, although I know the intention is to grow the Homegrown range. And the whole idea behind it is to profile products that are produced by local, small, medium, and micro enterprises, giving them access to a network of over 500 Shoprite supermarkets around the country. It's very big business indeed for those who started very small, and I have been dutifully munching my way through some of the products that they got sent to us this week, reading the stories of some of the featured businesses, and I've invited one of them to pop into studio today because it's just the kind of feel-good, positive story that I think. We all desperately need right now. It is the story of a business called Wonder Snacks, and it's a great pleasure to have the co-founder Mobin Ebrem with us in the studio. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Papa. Lovely to be here.
0: Thank you. So, uh, you're all about supplying flavored popcorns into the homegrown label, and um, I-, I just love the story of how this family-owned and run business has grown because of that. So, take us back. I think you've been going since 2017. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, so Wonder Snacks was created in 2017, uh, as you correctly pointed out. Um, it's family business. Yep. Uh, we started small, supplying independent wholesalers, retailers in the Western Cape region. Uh, we decided to go bigger and really try and grow the business. Um, we established a platform for ourselves. And in about 2019, we really said, you know, towards the end of 2019, we really want to take this now and take it to the next level. Yep. And try and make a break into mainstream retail. That's sort of when we started having conversations. Um, and then, as luck would have, it, that's when COVID hit. Yeah and for two years we had to knuckle down um get through that uh, you know we were fortunate in that we could carry on business uh, we didn't have to luckily retrench any staff and so on so from that point of view we could keep it above water yeah and as soon as sort of COVID started you know we started getting back into routine back to normal uh you know we carried on with our push uh, we then approached shop right with with our brand of popcorn called wonder pop um and they very thankfully for us, gave us a break with our brand and we listed in the Western Cape stores and that started in February last year and thereafter... As we started supplying them, we started having conversations with them about any further opportunities that might be available and private label opportunities, and that's when sort of the homegrown uh, started.
0: So you went from having a few bags of your own label popcorn in a few stores in the Western and kept now being launched onto their national platform as part of their own homegrown range. I mean, that's a game-changer for any brand. It's amazing to think you started out, been with a couple of... Popping machines, uh, I mean, were you literally working from home or did you have a small business premises so, so somewhere? So
1: we had a small business premises. Yeah. But so when we started, if you can picture those poppers that you find in the sweet stores nowadays and at carnivals. Yes. We started with a few of those. Um, that That's actually how we started. To now, we're thankfully as part of what Omgren has allowed us to do, invest in a fully automated popcorn plant, hmm. which allows us to up the product and pack it all on one line, so it's been it's been a very nice journey for so us. So you've
0: got your own big, not much bigger premises mm-hmm. in Peru where that's happening, and I mean, why popcorn in the first place? <laughs> Was there a popcorn fan in the house, or what's what's so, that cross?
1: So I think for us, you know, we wanted to focus on healthy alternative snacking to Kay. to other alternatives that you get out there, you know, traditionally potato crisps and so on. Yeah, um, you know, it's not considered to be a healthy alternative, um, and for us, popcorn. Seemed like a good way to go. We did our research, and for us, there was a gap in the market that we saw you know, where there wasn't really any small businesses trying to make it big, challenging you know, the traditional popcorn suppliers. Yeah, so we saw a gap there, and and, and with us, we specifically focus on popcorn that's our main focus. Um, you know, there might be other competitors who focus on a varied range of snacks we took a view that we really want to focus on popcorn and understand the process, try and really put out a good product that we are confident in. Um, so that's where the popcorn came about.
0: Now making popcorn is not as easy as it used to be thanks to two factors I can think of, one being the price of oil and two being the lack of electricity. Those are both quite important things unless you've got a lot of gas stoves at your at your beck and call. How are you I mean, managing in the current climate particularly with regards
1: to load shedding so again uh, just to touch on the first one oil that was massive for us as well um you know we we had to absorb we didn't have much of a choice because yeah. the increases we had to take on we simply couldn't pass that on to to our customers um you know we had to obviously naturally pass price increases and they were understanding of that but within range so we also had to absorb some of that yeah luckily that's stabilized now but so so it's helped um with regards to load shedding you know, it affects all businesses. And, and for us in particular, the way our plant is, is is set up is that it throws a massive spanner in the works when you have load shedding. So for us, it's a case of, you know, trying to be flexible. Um, thankfully, we have brilliant staff who are prepared to, you know, work earlier if we need to, okay. to avoid, you know, the load shedding or work later. And I think it's a case of, you know, making sure you have your stock levels built up. So you're not manufacturing to order. Yep. So that when you receive orders, you know, you have some stock in the warehouse ready to go. And it's just a case of replenishment.
0: I mean, it's such a balance because obviously you want to keep stock in, in, in store in the warehouse, but it also needs to be in good order. You can't keep food for too long. It gets stale and then your product name suffers. must be a continual juggling act to make sure the quality of, of what goes out is Correct.
1: Good. I mean, that, that's always a challenge that you face. And there's always a risk there that, yep. uh, you know, you're going to have product that goes stale. Um, I think, you know, you use your, your 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 reports and to identify trends as to you know what the turnaround is for certain levels of stock so so we use that to to, to find an ideal stock stock holding yeah. but there's always a risk to it but i think the risk of of not being able to supply a customer when they need stock is greater so yeah. for us it's sort of that trade-off
0: and as you say being able to be a little flexible with okay we'll we'll run our shift pattern slightly differently to accommodate that's all well and good if it's a predictable schedule but at the moment things change so often and it's stage six one day and four hours later it's stage three and then we're back on five I mean Monib it must be hugely challenging and I would imagine exhausting trying to keep on top of that that lack of predictability
1: Yeah, it's like when I get to work every the first thing you do is check the loading schedule (laughs) just to make sure it hasn't changed while
0: you were driving driving
1: to work so um I think it's one of those things that you know you just have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, I got to a point where you realize what's the point of complaining, you know? It's it, it is what it is. You mm. have to just roll with the punches, so to say. Um, and as I say, because of the staff we have and and the flexibility that that you know they, they allow us to 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 bring in terms of the production, it allows us to roll with it as oh. things change. But it's not easy.
0: Just for those who might have tuned in late to the conversation, my guest in studio is Mobin Ebrahim, is the co-founder of a business called Wonder Snacks, a family-run business. They have just uh, seen their flavoured popcorn popped into a brand new bag because they're part of the new homegrown label launched by ShopRite. It is a, a programme that is designed to give a big platform to local, small, medium and micro enterprises. And so some of the brands are already familiar. I'm sure you've heard of Kailija Cookies, for example. They are now supplying biscuits into the homegrown range if you've ever had a bag of wonder pop popcorn then you already know who i'm talking to and what it's all about because they've been on some shelves uh in their own right but going forward you'll find their specific uh brands for the homegrown label range in a very distinctive yellow package now tell us about what you're producing because it's a different kind of flavor from what you did under the wonder pop label
1: so very much a different flavor profile the the whole thought behind homegrown was you know around local Mm. local flavors and so on so with our homegrown flavors in particular we have your your traditional butter flavored popcorn which is always popular. Yeah. Uh, you have salt and vinegar which is also popular amongst you know the local community and then you have ushatini which is a tomato and onion mm-hmm. and finally we have a sticky barbecue chicken. Ooh
0: nice. I tasted the ushatini. If you're looking and I am somebody who likes a, a savory snack so All it's right. it's a, it's a really nice tomato zingy mix but the sticky barbecue chicken sounds amazing. <laughs> um, is somebody asking on the SMS how big your business is now. How many people do you actually employ? I
1: So we employ now about 11 people. Okay. Uh, Uh, that's on our factory floor admin and sales uh thankfully to homegrown you know the homegrown business alone allowed us to increase our staff complement by about a third so so you know we're very grateful for the opportunity because that was one of our visions when we started this you know it's to be able to create employment to to contribute to the economy and ultimately leave a legacy behind where you can look back and say you know what this is what we built from the ground up Mm.
0: And uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the ingredients in your popcorn. So obviously it requires corn. Where are you sourcing your corn from and uh, is it all local?
1: So it's all local. All our suppliers are local. Okay. Um, our corn is grown up in, uh, along the banks of the Orange River. Um, our seasoning is also manufactured locally by a supplier. And our oil is also uh, sustainably sourced from a local okay. supplier.
0: And the seasoning, I know people always worry when they see snacks with added flavourings mm-hmm. and things, what's mm-hmm. going to be in the seasoning? Do you want to tell us without giving away your secret recipe? Sure, sure. <laughs> look, what I can say yeah. is
1: that, you know, one of the features of this brand is that it's MSG free. It's also azo dye free. So, okay. so those are often what, what, what consumers look out for. And I can say that it is MSG free and azo dye free.
0: Okay. What about your packaging? Do you do that on site or does that get sent off to somebody else to put in bags for you? So everything's done on
1: site and it all forms part of our automated plant. Um, So it's it's fully automated in the sense that it gets popped on the one end, gets seasoned through the line and gets packed on the other end.
0: Amazing. OK, we're talking about a business called Wonder Snacks, who have grown from a couple of popcorn machines and a small business premises to where they are today. Their own fully automated plant in Paro, employing 11 people, and that possibly will continue to grow uh, as hopefully the homegrown label grows uh, on shelf in ShopRite stores around the country. Look out for a sort of a, a deep yellow bag with a kind of an African design fringe on it, I guess you can call it. Uh, okay, Is somebody asking, any idea why popcorn and the movies go together? Where does that date back to? Do you have any that, idea? That's a
1: very good question. I'd have to say that predates my time so, yeah. so I don't exactly know where that came from.
0: Uh, it's been there as long as movies <laughs> yeah. have been there. I don't know. I wonder if anybody knows the answers to who first had the idea of putting a box of popcorn on your lap at the movies, maybe because eating chips made too much noise, opening a bag, and diving into it—I don't know.
1: Quite there is
0: a piece of trivia for us to research. I bet John Mathan would know if we asked him. Um, if you'd like to know anything about Mubin's business or about the homegrown label, you're welcome to pop through a voice note to 0725671567. Mubin, obviously, I mean, this is a big leg up for you in terms of staffing complement, in terms of the exposure of your brand into a national platform. What's the plan from here forward? If I ask you, where do you want the business to be in five years' time?
1: What's the vision? So I think, I mean, you know, as I said when I started, we took a very purposeful approach in terms of focusing on popcorn and and trying to master that. I think for us, you know, we're also looking to identify what's out there in terms of other potential snacks that fit into our profile of a healthier snacking alternative. Um, But at the same time, not losing sort of um, sight of what our core is. Uh, because we really believe that, that that we have a good product. And whatever we do, we want to make sure that we don't lose that mm-hmm. and make sure that we're putting a product out there that we're proud of and continue in that vein.
0: And that's, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing to commit to when you're scaling up, as you're now doing, uh, to say that brand promise has got to stay as it was when we were making a few bags a week. How, how many bags or kilos do you produce a week now? So
1: we're making now about... We can do about say forty to fifty kilos per hour. Sure. Okay. Um yeah, and we're running again, depending on the load shedding, <laughs> but but anywhere between you'd say a six to eight hour shift.
0: Wow didn't know there were that many popcorn eaters in South Africa. Really? <laughs> okay. I mean, clearly there is an appetite for the product. Do you think um the, the, the sort of trend towards more mindfulness about what we eat and about healthier eating and awareness of salt content and sugar content, etc., it's very much something people talk about now, whereas 10 years ago we didn't. I mean, has that played into your favor, do you think?
1: No, 100%. And I think that's something we identified when we started, you know, because yep. at that time already we identified the slow migration towards healthier snacking. Mm-hmm. And I mean... There's there's no perfect snacking option out there, right? For us, it was identifying what is sort of, you know, what plays less on your conscience. Yeah. You know, and and popcorn is something that, you know, you can snack on um, and you can probably eat maybe about 10 to 15 grams of popcorn and it will keep you full. Whereas maybe a packet of potato crisps, you'll have to eat a lot more of it. Um, And also the way that the popcorn is manufactured because it's air popped. Um, Our popcorn is air popped. So there's no oil going into the popping process. There's only a light spray of oil immediately before seasoning just so that the seasoning Seasoning. adheres to the product. So there's no no oil in the process of actually popping the popcorn. Whereas when you compare that to other snacks, you know, it's potentially fried in oil.
0: Okay, and this is where I have to add, add the caution. I know immediately you say air popping, someone's going to say, you can make it in the air fryer. <laughs> you have been warned from my experience. It's not as easy as it might seem. I managed to nearly set fire to my air fryer trying to do that. So stick with the air popper in your in your factory, please, and we'll leave it at that. Well, Mubeen, it's. I mean, it's so nice to hear somebody feeling and sounding upbeat, despite all the many challenges being thrown your way. Uh, I mean, it's not an easy time to be in any kind of business in South Africa. To be a small business in South Africa right now is incredibly tough. And uh, it's just it's fantastic to hear a story of the kind of growth you've described to us. Good luck to you and the whole team at Wonder Snacks. And Thank you so uh, much. Uh, please look out for their range on the shelves in Shopride underneath the homegrown label. What about the original Wonder Pop brand? Is that still going to be available as well?
1: 100%. We yeah. are looking to grow our own brand as well. Okay. So we are also in, like I said, independent wholesalers and retailers. We're also in a few spa stores and a few okay food stores, which is also part of the Shopride yeah. group. And we do also supply ShopRite with our own brand as well. So so you can find our product there.
0: Give it a taste. It's healthier <laughs> than the chips next door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mean all the best to you and the rest of the team. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you so
1: much, Papa. Appreciate it.